My number 10 is Robert Downey Jr., ah. who I did not think was going to be making this list at the beginning of the decade. But he has to be, if there's a list of actors who are in the most movies that gross over $500 million at the box office, he has to be, like, number one, right? Yeah. He becomes the poster boy for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is not just one of the uh, biggest things of the decade within the entertainment business, just of the decade in general. He is in, like, eight of them this decade, and he proves not only his comedic chops, but also his dramatic chops. And it's not just those movies. From Iron Man, he gets Sherlock Holmes, and he gets, um, wasn't he in another one this decade? I can't remember now. But he he gets all these roles. He has a resurgence, and he becomes probably one of the most popular actors of the decade because of that. I also have someone from the Avengers that I might change at some point, but I have Mark Ruffalo. At number 10. At number 10. Okay, interesting. Because he's the Hulk. But he's not, like, he's, I think, more recognizable in his dramatic performances. Yeah, in any like. other movie, it seems, except for Avengers. Yeah, he seems it seems like most people are like, oh, yeah, the Hulk. Doesn't he spotlight? Yeah. Yeah, so kids are all right. I think he gets an Oscar nomination, not 100%. I'm pretty sure he's gotten three Oscar nominations gets in a second. Another Oscar nomination for a spotlight. A lot of people say that he probably should have won behind Sylvester Stallone, who mm -hmm. also didn't win. Not according to those sentiments. Really? Their overacting award for the rewatchables is called the Mark Ruffalo They Knew Award. Oh, yeah. But he gets. Well, like, I saw that scene. Yeah. And it was like, it's still, not it was super bad. It's just really because the whole tone of that movie, nobody's really acting in that movie. And that's just kind of one. It, it stands out as uh, for your consideration. And even in Avengers Endgame, where he's we don't see his face at all, yeah. and he's just the Hulk. He's still, he's like really funny. Yeah, it yeah. It seems like. And wait, that was, I was going to make the Zodiac thing, right? Wasn't he a Zodiac this decade? Or was that 2008? That, I think that was 2008. Oh, I think that man. came out in the 2000s. I thought it was 2011. No. Yeah, okay, well then forget the Zodiac thing. Yeah. But like, when you first see him in Avengers, the first scene that we see him in, it's just like, he's taking it very seriously. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have him as number 10. I, I, under, I kind of agree why yeah. you have Robert Downey Jr. Interesting. All right. I did not expect him to be. Um, number nine, I have Mahershala Ali. Number nine? Number nine. I Are you saying that because I have him too low on the list? Is that what you're... I guess no, we'll no, see in a second. Just move on. But um, there's no denying that he's one of the most... Not only is he one of the greatest actors of the decade, he's the most important actor of the decade. He's won the supporting actor Oscar two of the last three years. He won in 2017 for Moonlight and then won this recent year for Green Book. And when I look back on Green Book and it's somehow winning Best Picture, I will say at least Mahershala Ali was in the movie. He gives two incredibly different performances in both those movies. In Moonlight, he's this guy off the streets of Los Angeles, this young African-American. And then in Green Book, he's this postured pianist. And he, not penis, pianist, Aiden. Sorry if I misheard. Mahershala Ali would not laugh at that. He would scoff at that. He And and he probably will, for our generation, be what Morgan Freeman was to the past generation in terms of narration. I expect him to narrate a Penguin documentary coming out next year. I would year. watch that. Um, and then he's in True Detective and just gives an incredible performance in that. So he really does, even though nobody really hears of him until 2016, 
he just he gives he's knocked that out. Yeah, knocks out of the park. All right, number nine. I have Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I really want to hear this. I really want to hear this. Lone Survivor starts okay. it all, all off. Right. Okay. All right. And then you know Transformers, but we forget about that. Yep. Within yep. the same year, he has Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home. He's the best part of Daddy's Home, though. You have to admit, How every time he says, you? "It's still you, Brad," or whatever. Brad, yeah. Says, you laugh at says, that. Well, Whenever he, he just, says "just Brad," you laugh at he, that because he, he's so funny. He, it's just because he says it so much, and, <laughs> and the he way says he it in like says, every okay. sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Within the same year, he has Deepwater Horizon. And Patriot's Day. Yeah, same director. Same too. director. Yeah, yeah. Same person who made Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. And I think Lone Survivor is really just the main reason why I'm putting this on. Because I only saw, like, the last ten minutes of it. But I was speechless. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And so, like, he does just yeah, comedy and drama. But that's in Transformers, which makes him just, like, yeah. the most... Yeah, like, so I don't have Mark Wahlberg on my list. So I feel like I should talk about him now or else I'm not going to get a chance to. So he's also he does do the comedy in Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home Two, and then Instant Family, which yeah. was from the same director and was actually a, a pretty big success at the box office. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Two marks to start off your list, yeah, huh? I, I just kept thinking of Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, and Patriots Day, and everyone really liked all three of those. Yeah. All right. Um, my number eight is Steve Carell, who has. Okay, yeah. Who is uh, he is the staple boy for um, an actor who can master comedy and drama. This decade, he goes from being Michael Scott, the idiot on The Daily Show, the 40-year-old virgin. He goes from that to showing off his dramatic chops and getting an Oscar nomination. I can't think of a single comedy movie that he actually had this decade, unless Dinner for Schmucks came out this decade. I don't think Date Night came out. I think that came out in oh, nine. 2000. Yeah, oh, 09. Despicable Me, you can count, but that's a voice over. So he does Foxcatcher, gets an Oscar nomination, and then from there he does uh, Battle of the Sexes, The Way, Way Back. And then in 2018, he has one of the most underrated years, possibly, of any actor yes. because he's in Beautiful Boy, which he definitely should have gotten an Oscar nomination for. I'm sorry, Viggo Mortensen, but I'm taking you out, putting Steve Carell in. And then he does Welcome to Marwin. And then he does Vice and is the only, like, main cast member of that movie to not get an Oscar nomination. So he j- – he, I, I look at him in such a different light now than I did in the previous decade because he is an actor in my mind. He's not a comedy actor like he was before. He is an actor actor and somebody you need to study from because he gives incredible performances when he wants to be funny and he gives incredible performances when he wants to be dramatic. Even in Crazy Stupid Love, he combines the two of them. It makes you laugh, and then like also makes you be upset. All right. Uh, I have Brad Pitt as number eight. I kind of like had reasoning in my head, and then I forgot it. He had a pretty big year this year with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And at Astro. And this at, was his, at Astro. I don't want to say it was his comeback year, but this was like a, a, a highlight of his decade. Year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in World War Z. Yeah, I was going to ask, pretty, when did that pretty, come out? A pretty popular zombie movie. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. loves it. Well, probably doesn't love it, but it's like, it's a pretty good zombie movie. Well, that, yeah, that came out at like the pinnacle of zombie movies. Yeah, and then produces 12 Years a Slave. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he produced, produced it. it. He was, he in was it also too. in it yeah. for a short amount of time. 
and it seemed, and also he's Brad Pitt, who's like one of the most likable humans. It one seems. of the most handsome humans. Yeah. A lot of people at um my high school say that I'm a young Brad Pitt. Really? Yeah. They look at me and I don't uh, see it. Yeah. See like Brad Pitt from like Ocean's Eleven or Seven or one of his or, or Meet Joe Black, one of those performances. Well, that's why I have Brad Pitt as number eight. For those movies that didn't come out in 2010? No, not those reasons. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that was you. You don't have anything more to say, and you want me to go yeah. on to my... Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. My number seven is Sam Rockwell. Okay. Um, Who is just an indie darling and is great. He knows that he is a supporting actor. <laughs> he just knows it. He realizes it, and he uses it to his advantage. And he wins for three billboards outside Emming, Missouri, gets a nomination the following year for Vice, and could potentially get another supporting actor nomination this year, whether it be for Jojo Rabbit or Richard Jewell, and which are two very different Foss- performances. Fosse Verdon, right? And he was, yeah, and he gets an Emmy nomination this year for Fosse Verdon. So he, again, like Steve Carell, he can play the comedy and drama so good, but I think he knows, to like, I love him as the sort of likable doofus like his character in three billboards is like an awful human being but there's some really redeeming moments in that movie that make you really like him even though he's a drunk and he's an idiot and i feel like he he's the same way in jojo rabbit too so i yeah I also have Sam Rockwell's number seven. Oh my god! Oh my god! I did not think that was gonna happen. I didn't think we were gonna even plan that. Wow! And it's it's for the same reasons. Latter half of the decade was amazing. Mm -hmm. He was in Charlie's Angels. It didn't come out this decade, but still. Oh, it's just because you recently saw Charlie's Angels. I know he was the best part of it. But still. Way, way back. He was in, yeah. He was in way, way back, yeah. I, I cannot believe that we actually, I, I did not think you were going to have him on I was, as soon as he said Sam Rockwell, I was like, oh man, I think I had that number six. So I was in my phone. I have I was trying to keep it in my excitement. Yeah, I, I could tell. Um, Number six, again, the only time I'll ever have this actor at number six, Tom Hanks. <laughs> now, Tom Hanks is kind of the opposite of Meryl Streep in the sense that I liked almost every movie that he came out with in the decade. It's just that he was such an established actor at this point that it seemed like a huge transition. It just seemed like, oh, that's Tom Hanks. He will go down. Are, are you willing to call him the greatest actor of all time? Yeah, I would, I would have to look at a list. I mean, you only have, what, maybe like Gregory Peck, Cary Grant, James Stewart, you know, James Dean, maybe. Robert De Niro, maybe. Robert De Niro, maybe. He's in, he does not get an Oscar nomination this decade at all, which is a whole other rant for a whole other podcast, how he's not gotten an Oscar nomination since Castaway in 2000. He should have gotten Best Actor nomination for Toy Story 3. Totally should have. He comes out with Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, Captain Phillips. Oh, that, oh, that was so good. The Post. He has a beautiful day in the neighborhood coming out right now, and he's the perfect fit for Mr. Rogers, because when you think Mr. Rogers, who should play him? You think Tom Hanks, and they actually got Tom Hanks to play him in that movie. He's Tom Hanks, and he's just incredible in everything that he is in. And he's gone from the rom-com actor that we saw in the 70s and the 80s to being this distinguished actor that can still do both and, and master them both. But let's be honest, we've seen him in more dramas, and he's been. Remember when he was in Bachelor Party? I remember when he was in Splash. Ron Howard's best film. Anyway. Yep. Yep. Totally. Screw um, you, beautiful mind. I have as number six Willem Dafoe. 
I think he had like one of the best back to back years. Yeah. Well, twenty seventeen. What or was it twenty sixteen? Twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen? I mean, no, it was twenty seventeen. Was twenty seventeen? He gets the Florida Project, which is one of the best movies I've ever seen. All right. All right. Yeah. Next year he has um, at Eternity's Gate. At Eternity's Gate, a Vincent Van Gogh movie. Both times he gets an Oscar nomination. Yep. He might get another Oscar nomination this year for The Lighthouse, yeah, yeah. which everyone is praising. Mm-hmm. Was in Grand Budapest Hotel, had no lines, mm-hmm. but was still awesome in it. Yeah. And I think he's like one of the most well-respected actors right now. It seems. Yeah, and you don't think about him. You can kind of argue that he's a lot like Amy Adams in the sense that he's in, he's been in the blockbuster movie in Spider-Man. He's been in the animated movies, the kids' movies, Fantastic Mr. Fox. And he's in these quirky indie movies, and he's in these serious dramatic movies like The Lighthouse. So you could you could make a comparison between the two. Has he ever won an Oscar? No. Nope. Yeah. So I think he go. just started getting Oscar nominations this decade. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Uh, my number five is Ryan Gosling, who everyone says I also look like in high school. Don't ask anybody that goes to my high school. Now, that I know for a fact you're saying that I have him too low on this list. So... His career is not made in the 2010s because he does have a few movies in the 2000s, but this is his decade. He's in Drive. He's in famously La La Land, gets an Oscar nomination for that. And you know what? I still picture him up on that stage accepting the Best Actor Oscar sometimes. And Wait, I don't who know won why. that year again? Casey Affleck won that year. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why. Well, I can only Denzel Washington him. was also nominated for That's Fences. true. Well, he should have won. Yeah, you're right. Um... And First Man, I feel like, was really a movie that was that changed his career because it's him in a leading role, but it's also like a movie that's marketing. Like, I think the studio knew that that could be a blockbuster success and picked him to be the lead of it. And I think that, that really changed his career. And then he's in <clears throat> Crazy Stupid Love and he's in The Big Short. Um, he he shows off his comedic chops hosting Saturday Night Live. He's a great SNL host. And, I mean, he looks like Ryan Gosling. So, yeah, that's going to get you on this list. All right, number five, I have Christian Bale. Oh, wow, okay. Whoa. Oh, you have him higher, it seems, right? No, I don't have him. Oh, you don't list. have him at all? No, I don't oh, have him at all. Oh, okay. But continue. Go at ahead. this point, he is, like, not, like, this 2010s does not uh, like start his career was in American Psycho mm-hmm. like 2001. Yeah. But he wins his Oscar 2010 for The Fighter, which he lost how much was it? Like 40 pounds or something? Yeah. It was, well, an, it was, a it, it was an absurd, yeah. absurd number. Then is in Vice, gets another Oscar nomination, gains, gains 40 pounds, yeah. Yeah. is in Ford. V Ferrari. And they, like, you know what? We'll give you a break. You don't have to do any weight gains. We'll give you a break. You can look like normal Christian Bale in this movie. And, like, he's Christian Bale. He's, like, one of the most crazy actors living. He's definitely method. He also had The Dark Knight Rises. Has The Dark Knight Rises. And The Big Short, which he also gained a little weight for. And, like, isn't he barefoot throughout that whole movie or something? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, I don't know what that has to do with it. I but know, but, like, you don't see many actors go barefoot. Bruce Willis went barefoot for almost all a Die Hard. What are you talking about? Best yeah, barefoot foot barefoot movie performance of all time. So you have him. Like it seems like he's like one of the most well respected actors. Absolutely, this absolutely. Decade. Um, my number four is Adam Driver. Oh, who just came out of nowhere in this decade, 
he worked with directors J.J. Abrams, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Spike Lee, and then Judd Noah Baumbach. No Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wasn't girls. So he works with those six directors. He, I think, is going to go down at some point as the one of the greatest actors of all time. And he's just have like, it's hard to describe. Like, he's so good in every movie that he's playing, and he's giving such different performances, whether it be Goofy in a Noah Baumbach movie, serious in a Star Wars movie, um, or something like we're going to see in a Marriage Story, which is a combination of both. He gets an Oscar nomination last year for Black Klansman, which definitely was a combination of both, now that yes. I think about it. Um, and and I, I just think that this he came, he came out of nowhere in the best way possible. I don't have him on my list, just so you know. Well, I don't. But Christian I do. Bale I do agree with you. Know. I had Ryan Gosling as number four. Okay. First man was yeah. just he did no. It seemed like he had no emotions. Yeah. Which was pretty good. Crazy Stupid Love, just oh, so funny. Really, he was really good in that movie. La La Land is just La La Land. La La Land. He learned how to play the piano. Yeah. I mean, thanks a lot, Gosling. Gosh. And he, he looks like Ryan Gosling. And he looks like he looks like Ryan. Yeah, that's gonna get him one. My number three is Bradley Cooper. What a decade for Bradley Cooper. Absolutely. He goes, he ends the 2000s in The Hangover and is just known for that movie. And then in the 2010s, he does American Hustle, um, Silver Linings Playbook, gets two Oscar (laughs) nominations for those. And then famously, he ends the decade. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy, Voices Rocket. And famously ends the decade, A Star is Born, directing Which was like one of the starring, biggest surprise hits yes, of the year. Of the year. Guess. He is such a, he, he is, again, the pinnacle of an actor who can do comedy and drama so well, but he really is a serious actor. Yeah, and even in Hangover, he's not like, he's not, he's, yeah. he's not like Zach Galifianakis who's no. like acting to make a laugh. He's the one who's screaming the most in that movie and is like telling the guys, come on, get your heads in the game. Which is just like an astonishing. That's great from a writer's point. But we're not talking about that yeah, for the no, hangover no. that he can act serious and still yeah. the jokes are hilarious. Yeah, so yeah. Just, so I I think he he was a very iconic actor this decade. Even though if we didn't think of him, uh, he probably is underrated because again he's not won an Oscar somehow. Leonardo DiCaprio finally wins his Oscar, mm-hmm. and that's my reasoning. I have Leonardo after years. Yeah. Of waiting. He finally gets it for The Revenant, which was very well-deserved. <laughs> and it seemed like you were going to say they had him. I have him as my number two. Because he so is in... This is a very different Leonardo DiCaprio this decade than we saw very early in his career yeah. in the 90s. Like, if you look at him in Romeo and Juliet, and then you look at the Leonardo DiCaprio we get now, we get the method angry Leonardo DiCaprio. He, like, in Django Unchained, he, like, scratched his hand with he, glass and was like, bleeding everywhere. And he was like, don't stop the camera. I'm doing the scene. Yeah. He keeps going with yeah. it. Um, he's, yeah, he he gets method in the best of ways. And he had a raw bison liver for Revenant and actually slept in a dead That's right. Animal. That's right. And it's it's astonishing that he went that long without winning the Oscar when he should have won it for Django Unchained, and he should have won it for The Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Which was another 
huge movie. It's a three-hour movie. Everyone says that it's and now it feels like two. Yeah, and now he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is the first movie he's done since The Revenant. And that's okay that he has that four-year gap because he had everything else that came out this decade. Yeah, I agree. I had Mahershala Ali as number two. Oh wow! He had a okay. great, he, he had really a great, just three year span. Mm-hmm. Wins two Oscars. Pretty much the same reasoning you had, except I just put him higher because, like, when I, th- he was one of the first people who I thought of when I was thinking. Yeah, very actor name Mahershala Ali. Yeah, and it's I mean, winning two Oscars in three years is incredible. It's astonishing. Yeah, Connor, mm-hmm. what is your Number one actor of the 2010s decade. My number one actor is hopefully uh, somebody everybody has as their number one actor in the 2010s. I hope you have him as number one. I probably forgot about him. Uh, My number one is Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. Um, He's in Lincoln, and he's in Phantom Thread, and he's incredible in those two movies. In Lincoln, he gives maybe one of the greatest performances of all time. Although his character in There Will Be Blood is probably high up on that list, maybe higher yeah. than it is in Lincoln. And in Phantom Thread, he doesn't need to go method in that movie because he just plays like a dressmaker. But he's so captivating in that role. And he's Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, I, he, everyone should have him as number one. But you don't have him as number I one. Don't, I, I forgot about him. You can get the heck out of here. I think you're I the first person to, to ever my... say Daniel Day-Lewis. I forgot about Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay, fine. Then let's just move on, then. You, you won an Oscar. You, you don't want to hear my number one no. pick. Who's your number one? Bradley Cooper. Oh, He was literally wow. the first person who I thought of. Had a great beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. American Hustle, Silver Linings. Ends the year with A Star is Born. One of the biggest surprise successes. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, he was in a superhero movie. Yeah. Was in one of the most popular movies. Of, was probably in the most popular movie of all time. With Endgame. Yeah. Made the most money. Kind of it like. seems he's certainly. It seems like the most bankable star. It seems interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll do anything, and that's why I think that he's probably the best. Do actor. you agree that he's probably one of the most underrated at the same time? Yes. Yeah, because we don't really think about. I mean, obviously, you and I think about him because we both have him in his top three. It's interesting. Yeah. Number one, huh? And you had DiCaprio at what? 